0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 197 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you?
1: I'm doing fine, Joe. Originally, I was going to open this podcast with like an official apology, but in my research, I noticed that Champion Cream Ale doesn't list on the can the alcohol content. So oh. realistically, I feel like they're liable for last week's episode and I'm completely off the hook.
0: So I think we might have hyped it up a little bit too much cuz um, like I, and again, I, I can't speak for you of how drunk you were, but you know, I, I was probably more drunk on long box heroes this week than I was on, uh, at odds last week.
1: Oh, see, I listened to Longbox Heroes, and I didn't feel like I didn't know that you were drinking. So I think you hide it better than I do. I feel like I sounded like Heath Slater on an episode of Major Pod. <laughs> you know? I
0: didn't have you say Johnny Gargano's name. That's the test.
1: Yeah, Tommaso Champa. <laughs> but uh yeah and i i was going to open up the show by cracking like a soda can but I, that would require me to go and buy a soda can so nothing nothing this week as far as right i just have a i have a water i
0: have my giant yeah. uh world wrestling entertainment uh 80s glass of water that i drink all out of all the time yeah
1: just a water show just a boring old water show for me too
0: yeah yeah you know hopefully you, uh I would not have to expertly edit out you going to the boys' room when I play uh, <laughs> one of the one of the uh, the, the 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 jingles. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's I, they're like built-in bathroom breaks. I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least I, I I mute the microphone, unlike Dan Champion.
0: You know, I I talked to Dan uh, ah. at Real Rumble about that this past weekend, and uh, he seemingly
1: forgot about that. <laughs> Uh well, we better make sure he never forgets, you know, just right. bring it up every single time.
0: Uh, so, hey, Real Rumble was this past weekend. I don't know if and when they're going to go up on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, but I assume that they are at some point. I don't know. I would hope so.
1: I mean, Smart Mark Gary was there filming it, you know, and right. a couple of, we got the the Bastard the Brewery was up, you know, I mean, obviously it streamed instantly, but it was there on demand right after. I feel like they should all be up on uh Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium.
0: Yeah. Um so this I, I the shows were good, of course I'm biased, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh you know, I always have critiques of everything cuz nothing in wrestling is perfect. Um I don't live in some sort of fantasy world where what we watch or what we are we partake in on the indies is TV wrestling. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. T- TV wrestling is a different level just from the production standpoint and so forth. Um, you know, the indies are a little bit more raw, a little bit more rough around the edges, a little bit more something. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, so I uh, you know, obviously I, I called the second night with Mantis. So he and I were able to kind of commiserate in between matches about like yays and nays and stuff like that. Right. Mm hmm. Uh, I had a few people reach out to me for my opinion on stuff. And, of course, that's always much appreciated, you know, like that people think, like, care what I think about the show or their performance or what have you. Um, But, you know, obviously, uh, Mantis says the same thing. And then Chris from uh, LVAC say the same thing of like, no, we can't do X Because if we do X, then we're a real promotion, and I don't want to be a real promotion. (laughs) And it's funny because I'll say those when I'm speaking to Chris, and he'll say that, and I'll say that to Mantis, and he'll say that to me, and then when I see them in person, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Mantis said the same thing about that, and it's like, oh, he's full of it. You know, he wants this to be a real promotion. He's dragging his feet. And I say it to Mantis, and Chris is like, oh, Chris is full of it. He's dragging his feet. He wants this to be a real promotion.
1: Yeah. I mean, both of them want, you know, they they realize that if they just lift the, the anchors off of this, it's just going to become, you know, the big, it's going to be one of the big three. It'll knock TNA out of the rankings. <laughs> OVW. <'cause> OVW <laughs> O-V- has
0: uh, a TV. Like, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, real Rumble goes, um, I enjoyed both days. I, I always like LVAC shows. Uh, I feel like something was off about night one and I blame the crowd. Like the crowd was on Dramamine. Uh, <laughs> like it, no matter what happened in the ring, it was just you can hear the crickets from like the the, the field. Uh, So I blame them. It was very hard to get a reaction out of the crowd. Even, like, at the very end, the big angle that closed the show, spoiler, you know, uh, uh, Avery Good being unceremoniously uh, fired by Sidney Bacabella, Um, like, even that just kind of got like a, oh, no, from the crowd. And, like, so screw them. Get off your hands and start, you know, reacting to stuff. Um, But Night 2 was the exact opposite. Obviously, there was more people there on Night 2. Yes, but you know, that's no excuse for the the people that were there on night one. I mean, like, react to stuff, you know? Um, but night two is completely different. Uh pretty much everything got a positive reaction in the ring. Um But like I really enjoyed it and obviously give all the money to Gummy Boar. Yes. And
0: uh hang on, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this here. Uh 'cause hashtag? Uh, as I right, as I understand that these hashtags work. Um hashtag who is going to book Gummy Boar versus the production, or are you all cowards who hate money? <laughs> um, that being said, um. yes, night one was a little bit of a smaller crowd than night two. On uh, night two, I saw a lot more familiar faces that weren't there on night one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they, um, LVAC does cater to a more casual audience. And by catering to a casual audience, you're going to get more casual reactions, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I I, I don't feel like Night 2 had more diehard wrestling fans there. It was just more of the same LVAC audience, you know?
0: Yeah, and and I'll say this, you know, obviously sometimes, um, you know, even though the tickets aren't like crazy priced, Sometimes it's just tougher to get out a Friday and a Saturday. And you gotta make your choice. You gotta go, am I gonna go Friday, or am I gonna go Saturday? Yeah. No, I get it. You know, summer summertime's happening, my next three weekends are booked up, you know? So it's not like I'm getting tons of bookings of people coming knocking down my door, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um and just one other quick thing before like the new names that debuted for LVAC, uh, yes. like Channing Thomas. Uh, I think he did a really good job. Uh, South Philly finest was really funny with their crowd work. And just you know, obviously on an indie show, you can hear what the wrestlers are saying, you know, when they, they talk to the crowd from the ring, that was great. And, uh, I, I'm not sure if it was his first time there, but maybe my first time remembering. But Delirious is getting the the chanting from the crowd by like kind of grunting into the mic was uh, can't miss as well, you know. Yeah,
0: so that definitely was Delirious's first time there. He was supposed to be on the one that got canceled from December, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I remember suppo- his name. I just don't remember him. Yeah. yeah, but Delirious
0: actually hasn't taken a lot of like wrestling bookings in a while because he's you know. Prior to being purchased, he was the head booker of Ring of Honor for like the last I don't know, like eight to ten years, maybe. Yeah. Uh so he would wrestle sporadically, but he, he kept in great shape. Um, you know, he had added a couple new wrinkles, and obviously a lot of people probably haven't seen the old wrinkles in some time, so it was all new to them, you know? Yeah. Uh, South Philly's finest, though, the – the so the one guy, right, um, he needs to straighten out his social media. Uh, okay. And that, I mean, he had told us, and it was on the sheet that his name was Luca Brasi. You know Luca Brasi from the, the Godfather movies, you know? Uh-huh. But then on, on, on his social media, his name is Bobby Knuckles.
1: Ah, sounds like the same thing.
0: Okay. <laughs> and then uh, his partner, the whole time I'm looking at him, I'm like, who does he remind me of? Who He, he reminds me of someone, and he looked like a giant MLJ of GCW. <laughs> so that was a little distracting.
1: <laughs> Understandable. But, yeah, but I mean, like I said, overall, good time. I enjoy these. I'm glad they're only once a year. I don't like driving to Mahoning twice in two days, but... Ah, uh, oh,
0: Mahoning's an easy drive. It's like 50
1: minutes. Come on. Ugh. Well, if I don't like that, I'm not going to like uh, our plans for next month, am I?
0: No. Right. So the the the, the word is out. It was announced on the uh, AIW podcast this past week. The car is going to change. Uh, as John Thorne and Steve Guy were laying out what the plans are going to be for the July 30th Bill Alfonso Hardcore Invitational Tournament. They're doing like a whole day of wrestling stuff, and it's going to be a whole day of wrestling podcasts, live wrestling podcasts. So John and Steve are going to do their show. Uh, Justin Summers is going to do Wrestling Cheers. The Pod Van Dam boys are going to do Pod Van Dam, and uh, we're going to do a live podcast from there, right?
1: Uh, that's what I hear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so not only are we going to do that, uh, you know, it's my first time getting out to an AIW show in like well over four
1: years. Yeah, and I think it's only uh, right. It's apropos that the e- the Bill Alfonso Hardcore Invitational would invite an ECW House of Hardcore attendee to do a live podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I have I have ideas of what we could do for the uh live podcast. And again, I'm in a conundrum, right? As someone who listens to many podcasts.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Lots and lots of podcasts. I hate the live episodes of podcasts. Because okay. like the crowd's never mic'd properly. There's always like whatever. It just doesn't feel right. Um so I'm just gonna take one of the scripts for one of the first uh live Broski and Hawkins podcasts. And I'm just going to recreate that line for line.
1: (laughs) That works for me. Yeah, I I definitely think that a regular show is not going to work there, you know, but uh, we'll have a long car ride to hammer it out, you know? Yeah.
0: And and I'm I'm working on maybe getting another person or two in the car ride with us. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We're working on it. We're working on it. That was that wheeling and dealing tweet from the other day, you know? Yeah. Well, I,
1: I, I the only thing better than splitting gas two ways is splitting it three or four ways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to go out there to see uh the the, the Cleveland crew. <laughs> I don't even know how far of a uh, drive Ashtabula is from where we are, you know? I have no
1: clue. I mean, I, I know how far, like, Cleveland proper is, but, yeah. you know, the rest of those weird Ohio towns, I don't know, they're all... Drop them off the map. I don't care.
0: That's that's like a month and a half from now's uh, w- thing to worry about, you know?
1: Exactly, yeah. Uh, I won't start worrying about that until the day before. Oh, okay, good. Maybe two days before when we have to figure out, like, w- you know, where are we going to meet, what time, all that stuff. I'll We're, drive.
0: Joe. I, I could see, like, maybe, like, a week or, week or so beforehand is when I'm going to really start sweating because it's going to be, like, my first – uh you know like over the road like out of state trip in quite a long time yeah
1: well I mean like I said last year I went to AIW in Toyahio and that wasn't a bad drive you know so it's mostly a straight shot I can't speak for what's gonna happen once we hit Ohio I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this they're from there are telling us they're yelling at their podcast radio they like we're getting it completely wrong and it's like not anywhere close to where i think it is but we'll figure it out well i'll say this
0: uh looking at uh my map quest thing right
1: Mm -hmm. do you print it out already is that what i hear no not yet
0: (laughs) it's actually a little bit closer uh than cleveland it claims uh it's about five hours and 17 minutes from my house. Okay. I mean, that's that's not bad. It's usually – well, so first of all, if I was to leave straight from my house to uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and I don't even know where that is in regards to the Odeon,
2: mm-hmm. that
0: was usually, like, right around, like, six hours, like, six hours. Like, yeah, like, plus or minus, like, five minutes, six hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was never what my trip was my trip was going uh, across the bridge to the enterprise a car <laughs> driving 2 hours south to philly then driving another 2 hours like uh eat, like another hour east to pick somebody else up and then to drive the trip to 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 ohio yeah so well, even if you come and meet me here at the park and ride and we leave from here, I could do this five, five hours and change standing on my head.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, if we have to go in uh, for those potential third or fourth, if, if I have to do one of those things where we go pick them up uh, at their house, uh, you're going to have a massive expense report filed to the soon to be named network coming from. All right. right? <laughs> I hope we pay mileage.
0: No, we don't. Oh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm not worried. I got, yeah. you know. I got a plan for the show. I got a plan for everything. Excellent. Uh, I'm looking right. forward to it. Let's do it. I got a plan for this show, though. Again, this is, this is like six weeks away, seven weeks away. Let's talk about the here and now, which is talking about the past.
3: <laughs> and now, Adults with Wrestling presents
0: This Day in Wrestling History. all right, so this day in wrestling history nineteen ninety one was the u uh the uh herb abrams u w f beach brawl pay per view <laughs> okay. i'm almost certain we did this for show homework before
1: no i don't i mean we the only u w f show we did was like the first one the one with uh the famous jake roberts uh promo no
0: you see you're thinking of uh Heroes of Wrestling. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe we did. What's the card? Give me remind me.
0: Uh so we have uh the Blackhearts versus Fire Cat and Jim Cooper. We have Terry Gordy versus Johnny Ace. Uh mm-hmm. we have the killer bees who were called Mask Confusion and Masked Confusion. Oh, against okay. the power yep.
1: twins yep yep that that i remember
0: <laughs> okay see i'm i'm almost 100 percent sure and again I, I don't keep track of any of the shit we do on the show you know what i mean yeah um and if i have to go back through the homework here um uh, maybe i could figure it out oh no that was tim and marcus being
1: on we need to oh. have a spinoff podcast where somebody does like uh, a clip show for us no. Like at odds rewind. <laughs> we're not going to pay them. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like an internship. You'll never uh, find see, it. it see, gets,
0: it, gets, it trips us up because there was the dark side of the ring uh, that there was dis- discussion of the UWF, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the, the rest of the card is we're running down Rock and Robin versus Candy Divine, Paul Orndorff versus Colonel De Beers. Uh, Bob Backlund versus Ivan Koloff, Steve Ray and Sonny Beach versus Cowboy Bob Orton, Cactus Jack, and Doctor Death Steve Williams versus Bam Bam Bigelow.
1: Yeah. Now, as
0: you go on through that, I remember it. Right. So, like I said, we definitely did. I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that we watched it for the show.
1: Okay. Did I assign it? Did you assign that?
0: Um, I'm, I probably I, assigned that one.
1: Okay, because it seems like something if I had Googled, like, worst pay-per-views ever, that might have came up.
0: Yeah, that might have been you then, you know?
1: Yeah. All right. I have a formula, Uh, and that's all it is.
0: All right, so uh, also on this day in wrestling history in 1995, Tay Conte was born.
1: And what a glorious day it was, Joe. That's (laughs) why I've been petitioning for over a year now for June 9th to become a national holiday. Uh, Mm. We'll see where that goes, but... uh, Happy birthday to the face of women's wrestling. The face? The face.
0: I miss pre-on-screen relationship with Sammy Guevara, Te Oh,
1: absolutely. Like, first of all, like, I mean, she never wrestles anymore. She used to just come out and wreck people. Yeah! You know? <laughs> she would hang out with Anna Jay and Negative One. It was feel-good television. And now it's just like, eh, you know? And for me, it's not like I'm one of those people that's like, oh, boo, Sammy, this stinks. I just don't care. And I think that's the that's even worse than like having heel heat. And that's right now.
0: Right. Don't don't care is worse than go away heat or whatever they called X-Pac heat or. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I know I know Tay listens every once in a while, (laughs) but happy birthday. (laughs)
0: uh again very rarely do i throw birthdays in there unless it's someone exceptional you know
1: yeah and this that definitely meets the criteria
0: yeah uh so also on this day in wrestling history is the head-to-head 1997 raw versus nitro uh the events were held relatively close to each other uh nitro was in boston uh wwe was in uh, hartford connecticut uh, Nitro was, you know, the usual NWO beatdown, Sting repels from the rafters, saves DDP, whatever. Uh, but on this episode of Nitro, uh, Double J beat Dean Malenko for the U.S. title.
1: Okay. I don't remember Double J being the U.S. champion, but I, my, right. my memory's very foggy.
0: You probably, you probably don't remember him as being a horseman either, but that's, uh, you know, a
1: lot of people. I remember him being an NWO 2000, right? <laughs> the black and silver. That's correct. Yeah. They need to make a fig of that, or at least a major bendy. <laughs> <laughs> now, over on Raw, on the other hand,
0: uh, get a little bit more, um, uh, so a little bit more coherent of a show as best as they possibly can. It's the night after King of the Ring, after Triple H won King of the Ring. Okay. Uh, Triple H comes out and cuts a promo, uh, and this is essentially, like, him no longer being the blue blood and kind of starting to become, like, DX Triple
1: H. Yeah, okay, I get
0: it. Uh, Because he, he like, drops the accent. He still has the... He still has, like, the theme for, like, another six months, but he cuts a promo saying, like, how he's not going to let politics and wrestling hold him down anymore and blah, 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 a bunch of shit like that. Um, Him and Mankind have a brawl. Uh, there's also a RVD versus Flash Funk match where Tommy Dreamer and Paul E. jump the rail. Uh, Paul E. to attack Jerry Lawler and... Dreamer to a, to attack RVD, who is Mister Monday Night, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also part three of the Jr. Sit Down with Mankind, where the previous ones were kind of like, uh, oh, it's kind of like he's a baby face," kind of like he's a baby face. And then at the end of this one, he attacks Jr. and lays him out, and then like he's still just a baby face. And they're just like, "All right, whatever," you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, like the big misstep there.
0: Right. Now, uh, this is obviously – so we have to go back like a couple weeks. If you remember from two weeks ago when we were talking about this, they had set things up. Um, oh, oh, okay, so before I even get to that. So uh, there's a match on here of Ahmed and the LOD taking on uh, Farouk, Savio, and Crush. Uh, the Nation lose – And Farouk says next week there's going to be a change in the Nation of Domination, right? Okay. Uh, We get new members of the Nation of Domination next week. Cut's promo says we're going to do it next week. So we got that to talk about for next week. Uh, So two weeks ago, they had set up that at the pay-per-view, King of the Ring, it was supposed to be Brett versus Sean with all the members of the Hart Foundation handcuffed around ringside. Okay. And if Brett lost, he couldn't wrestle in the United States any longer. Uh, Brett is too hurt so the match gets scrapped and it ends up being Brett versus Shawn who are or, or, I'm sorry uh, uh it ends up being uh Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels who are tag team partners at the time they have a match with each other what was originally advertised for Stone Cold was supposed to be Stone Cold versus Brian Pillman singles match at King of the Ring he moves into the match with Shawn that match gets scrapped so they're going to do Stone Cold versus Pillman on Raw tonight until uh austin attacks pillman backstage beats him up in the in the um uh the bathroom and flushes his head in the toilet so as austin comes out the rest of the heart foundation beat up austin so now pillman doesn't have an opponent mankind comes out has the match with pillman the heart foundation come out and beat up mankind ken shamrock comes out to make the save Austin comes out to make the save, runs off the Heart Foundation, and stuns both Mankind and Ken Shamrock.
1: That sounds like exactly what I would expect from a Vince Russo show.
0: (laughs) Right. So as you can tell, me explaining this to you (laughs) is very chaotic, but that's like Raw is now finally starting to become what it would be. Um, This, though, is setting up two storylines. One is the uh, five-on-five Versus the Heart Foundation of the Canadian Stampede in your house in a few weeks. Mm. And also setting up something bigger, maybe with Mankind.
1: And the only thing I remember about this is that I definitely remember being pissed off that we didn't get Pillman versus Austin. Uh-huh. You know, like, I, I don't remember if they ever actually had the match, but I remember this little, sh- you know, shuffle kind of depriving me of that match, you know?
0: Right, and and we never do get that match.
1: Yeah. And, and at the time, I didn't realize how diminished Pillman would have been, you know, yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, oh, the Hollywood blondes collide. And it's and it's crazy. I think, you know, as we look at this,
0: he's maybe dead in three months. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you know, like I said, raw, r- like I was definitely more of a raw person at the time. Um, and Nitro definitely feels like. It's a lot of the same old, same old. Every once in a while, you'll get something like Double J winning the U.S. title, but everything is like, there's an NWO beatdown, Sting comes and makes the save. It's like how every episode ends.
1: I think I was NWO-pilled at this time, and it yeah. took, like, maybe, like, The Rock or DX to get me to go back to WWE side. Mm-hmm. As formulaic as Nitro was, I think I was hooked, you know, with the NWO. Yeah, we're about two months away from DX. Um, and
0: about two months away from The Rock's heel turn. But like I said, we'll be talking about it here, you know, every week, um, because yeah. we line up with those, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like and, look- uh,
0: Lat... Oh, sorry.
1: I was just gonna say, I'm looking at, like, this Nitro and being like, yeah, this probably would have been my preferred show at the time, you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to see that Conan versus <laughs> Steve McMichaels match. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I want to see Lex Luger versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He didn't talk about that. That's a that's a marquee match in any country. It actually
0: is. It is actually a pretty stacked uh, Nitro here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but last but not least, this day in wrestling history, one year ago today, uh, both Adam and I pre-ordered the Zombie Sailor Toys Heels and Faces Series 1 uh, Hawkins and Broski Action Figures. And today they're sitting in a shipping crate on a dock in New York.
1: Allegedly. (laughs) The
0: the plan is that they're going to be out of that shipping crate within the next month and would be shipping sometime after that.
1: (laughs) Any day now, Joe, any day now. Just whatever you do, do not question Zombie Sailor because he'll cancel your orders because he's an asshole. (laughs) Oh, really? Is that what he's doing to people? Yeah, there was people in the major group that, like, even just kind of took little shots. And then, like, I I guess it was alleged that he looked up that person's name in his order database and then canceled their order. And was like, oh, yeah, you don't want to wait? Here, I canceled your order.
0: Wow, that's shitty.
1: He does not take criticism at all. Hmm. Seems but, to fit in with that crew. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to like jump in there because my order is associated with your name, and they never find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're,
0: you're you got uh you got you know you got carte blanche to go and uh, cock off in there. You know,
1: <laughs> I'm on thin ice as it is. I have been on my best behavior lately. Nothing but no, positivity. C- no coup attempts. <laughs> no, not right now. No. Although th- now would be the right time because broski's vulnerable <laughs> he's not at full strength yeah get
0: well soon broski i guess i don't know
1: <laughs> but yeah what is okay so it is now june 9th what do yes. you think is the realistic date that you will have your kurt hawkins figure in your hand and i'll have the the broski and hawkins if you had a guess i'm gonna say n- not even in august i'm gonna say september
0: I was going to say, I'm going to say August. I'm going to say whenever, like, aren't they doing a live something uh, the weekend, like, to like to coincide with wherever SummerSlam is this year?
1: Uh, no clue. That I don't know. I don't really okay. follow the live shows that much.
0: I'm going to assume that they're doing a live show, like, to coincide with SummerSlam weekend. So I'm going to say that the figures are going to be shipping that week. Like, whatever week summer do I have. Uh, I do, uh, SummerSlam, oh, so SummerSlam's actually early this year, SummerSlam is, uh, the end of July, that's, or, that's right, because SummerSlam is, um, they're doing it in conjunction with the, the Conrad Wants to Kill His Father-in-Law show (laughs) Um, okay, so I'll say that they're gonna ship by the last week of July, because they need to coincide with that show, so Hawkins and Broski could have them in hand going around that weekend
1: Uh, you know what i I say there's no chance that it's good i mean i i can concede sometime in august maybe september is just me being pessimistic yeah but in hand or at least in their hands by july 30th not gonna happen unless it's one of those things where it's like oh everybody's orders are in a dock somewhere but we flew in you know a case or two of samples for them to sell for 400 dollars a piece on whatnot or something like that you know like there's Mass-produced ones, there's no chance. I'm willing to bet a Canadian nickel. Uh, that We will not have them by SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, I I say it's going to be that weekend. Okay, so are we going to have them? Are you and I going to have them the weekend of SummerSlam? No. Are Hawkins and Broski going to have them? Yes.
1: Okay, I mean, that's a different story, because like I said, they tend to get a couple cases early of stuff. Well, allegedly all of them are there,
0: right? But what I think is going to happen is, um, zombies going to get them in, get whatever Brian and, uh, uh, Kurt have and just get, get those in hand, deliver them to them at that weekend. And then everybody else is going to ship out when he gets back from that weekend.
1: Okay. The, yeah. I mean, I can see that just the, the dog and pony show of being like, oh, and here's your zombie sailor figures, you know? Yeah. All right. Ah, any day now, Joe, any day. Any day. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's enough about past stuff and future stuff of us not getting those figures anytime in the next month or two. Um. Hey, what do you want to talk about from the last seven days in wrestling?
1: All right. I'm going to start things off, as I often do, with AEW talk. And I was watching. I was actually watching not quite live, but like live-ish. So... You know, uh, didn't have anything spoiled for me on Twitter. And I'm watching them throw back to the commentary table. And I believe it was Tony Schiavone who was making an announcement that there was a new title coming to AEW. And I got really excited. And then they started showing a video clip. And they showed like Chris Jericho and Miro. And I was like, wait a minute, these guys aren't trios. None of these people are trios. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then they unveiled the AEW All Atlantic title which I, I know that everybody has been clamoring for uh, an all Atlantic title, basically the WWE European title, but this company obviously has been built over the last year or so for a trios title. We, we talk about it all the time that like, Hey, when, when Kenny Omega comes back, him and the bucks are going to be a trio. You have the undisputed elite. You have the best friends. You have all the, the death triangle for Christ's sakes, all these trios that, are just chomping at the bit for a, a belt and they give us the All-Atlantic title. Um, so a little disappointed in that. And then you have the tournament. You have a top guy, like one of the best wrestlers in the world, Buddy Matthews, uh, jobbing out to pack, which uh, was was a little bit you know, uh, disheartening for me. And then you look at the bracket and you they're going to go ahead and feed Ethan Page to Miro. I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, there's no way they're going to let Ethan Page win this match. Uh, I mean, if anything, just give him a figure on the spot as a consolation. But uh, looking at that tournament, I'm just not looking forward to this. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, everybody gets a belt. I was just kind of hoping that there would be a trios title. So I felt let down. But uh, that's it for me.
0: I'm not as upset over the All-Atlantic title as everyone else does. Um, you know, I, I I long for the days of Jim Crockett Promotions NWA WCW where you have the World Title, the US Title, the TV Title, the and then like all the other titles that had come in from other places, like the Mid-Atlantic Title or the Western States Heritage Title or the Light Heavyweight Title or the this title or the that title. And then when you actually do a battle of the belts, it's okay. Um Now, this all being said, and obviously we have the interim title, which I think we're going to end up talking about as well. I could transition easily into that. Um, I think because everyone wants those trios titles, and we have been told numerous times that we're not getting the trios titles until Kenny is back. And Kenny's not back yet. So... Again, that they've told us. They're like trios titles are happening. We just got to wait because it's going to be Kenny's thing that he does, right? Mm-hmm. So I could see you do a gimmick where you've got the, you know, you got the world title, you got the interim title, you got the uh, the TNT title. Now you've got the All Atlantic title. Health, let's throw one more on, right? And then you have somebody at some point, I'm not saying six months from now, I'm not saying a year from now, but somebody at some point is like, fuck it, I'm going to get all the belts. And then you have one guy who's like, who gets to do the Ultimo Dragon picture because
1: there's all these titles in
0: AEW. The what picture, Joe? The what picture? The the Ultimo Dragon picture, the only person who's held several titles at one time that anyone gives a damn about. (laughs)
1: I don't appreciate that, but go ahead. You mean the broski one that he ripped off from Ultimo Dragon? Uh, I've heard it both ways. I don't know if that's true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and again, I don't mind. You know, I would trade any of these titles for a second women's match on TV every Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, beggars can't be choosers, okay?
1: I saw, and I wish I had paid attention to who tweeted it out, but like you— They had tweeted that the men had a battle royal that basically used up a huge chunk of the roster and they still couldn't manage to squeeze a second women's match on that show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then again, of course, you know, we mentioned the interim title. Uh, CM Punk is injured. He's still going to be champion. Um, And they have made jokes. And I say they and Taz and Excalibur have made jokes. (laughs) <laughs> that on, on AEW Dark, that because Chris Jericho doesn't come to the production meetings,
4: mm-hmm.
0: they have to re-edit commentary to clean up his mistakes. <laughs> so Punk hunts this impassioned promo. Uh, he says that you know Tony told me he can't give up the title. Um, he's still gonna be champion, and you know, when he gets better, he's gonna come back. The wheels haven't fallen off. It's just one of them is broken and needs some time to get fixed. And then Punk finished the promo. They're playing the music. And he goes up to the camera to say whatever. And Jericho goes, see, a Punk just relinquished the title. <laughs> Even though he didn't do that, right? Yeah. So that adds confusion to everything that's going on here, right?
1: Yeah, because without that, it was such a very streamlined, easy to follow plan.
0: Well, so, OK, so listen, I, I, I'm not as I, I know people are going to uh, uh, allege that I'm a big CM Punk fan these days. He's got a year pass and he's been doing all right. You know what I mean?
1: Uh-huh. That,
0: that year that year pass is going to end up being a year forgetfulness. Right.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um. So, again, he comes out. He's limping a little bit. I'm watching it, and then they do a close-up of him, and I'm like, oh man, that's like a guy who's been crying all day, you know? And like, that's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it was a very emotional moment, and I'm not making excuses for him, so I could could see him flubbing things a bit, right? Shit happens. Um, But then, they get to the bit with the interim title of how they're deciding this, and then you know, people are like, well, why is John Moxley? You know, Wardlow has more titles. So now Tony has to jump through hoops to explain, well, you know, while Ward- Wardlow and John Moxley have the same number of singles victories, John Moxley's are over a higher caliber of opponent. Then people are like, bullshit. Then Wardlow has to come on TV and say, I don't want to win or be the interim champion. I'm just going to keep beating fools so that when CM Punk comes back, I could beat him. And I'm like, okay. They're really trying when things kind of get fucked up. They're trying to make sense of it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Granted, if Chris Jericho just came to the production meetings (laughs) and CM Punk wasn't crying all day in an emotional wreck cutting his promo, maybe we wouldn't have to jump through all these hoops to kind of make a chicken salad out of chicken shit. But here we are. You know what I mean?
1: yeah I mean it's understandable with Jericho because he's probably spending a ton of time in the gym at that time and like styling his his totally real hair, oh boy. <laughs> I, it is funny that, like, all of the top guys in wrestling are all just all of a sudden hurt. You know, Roman's been dinged up for a while. We have CM Punk with the broken foot. We have Cody with the torn-up pec. You have Broski with the, the torn bicep. Like, literally all the top, top, top guys in wrestling are hurt.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> the top, top guys.
1: <laughs> but, Joe, you mentioned, you know... AEW kind of scrambling to try to make sense of things that didn't make sense. I'm going to pivot over to the exact opposite of that. And I didn't watch the WWE pay-per-view this past week. Cause I said, I wasn't going to, but you know, I'm on social media and I see, you know, kind of what happened. And I saw the stuff with Cody and uh, I saw what's the stuff with, you know, the house of black from wish and all that stuff. And I don't watch raw, but I see the social media stuff and I see Finn Balor kind of like beaten on edge. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. But like Rhea Ripley standing and watching, I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. I got to like a turn on the DVR recording of raw and see what happened here. But Joe, I I don't know if this was on your radar, but Finn Balor joined judgment day. And then all the members of judgment day turned on edge the guy who had won the night before in their pay-per-view match. And basically they had decided, Hey, we're no longer aligned with this top, top guy. We're going to join somebody that's been presented as a mid Carter on the main roster. And I love Finn Balor as much as the next guy, like probably more so, but the main roster, they treat him like a joke. He's just there to maybe contend for the intercontinental title, but uh, it made no sense that turn. Uh, and the only thing I can think of is that like Edge's merch numbers are down as a heel. And he's like, well, we got to we got to go back over to me being a face because I want to sell some T-shirts. But that didn't make any sense whatsoever. OK, uh, the
0: boys talked about this on Pod Van Dam, and I will agree with you. Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, even I watch this and Damien Priest's promo is like, Edge, you taught us. Um, you know, this, that, and you also taught us that we have to eliminate any weaknesses in our life.
1: Yeah. And, so th-
0: okay. and they said that that weakness in their life is you. And then they turn on edge and they beat up edge. Right. Mm. So if you believe the dirt sheets and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll take a lot of dirt sheet talk with a grain of salt, um, except when it kind of sort of makes sense or is absolutely hilarious, So, uh, some people are reporting that they did this because they wanted the Judgment Day to get spookier, (laughs) and Edge was against it. Finn Balor, who already has a demon persona, was slotted in to take Edge's place in the new spookier Judgment Day.
1: It's a shame that the WWE didn't have access to a very spooky and very over and huge merchandise pushing guy, uh, you know, that they went and released a year ago or however many months ago. You
0: know, now, that there's been, been rumors since person. Sunday that they're bringing the fiend back, that they're going to rehire uh, Bray Wyatt and bring him back, right?
1: Yeah, I, I saw that, but who knows?
0: Right. Now, the other thing that people said is with Cody being hurt and again, so Cody comes out. He's got the purple tit. Um, he's a maniac for going out there and wrestling the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know what sort of medical protocols they have in, in Illinois. Um, I don't know how a doctor stopped Cody from going out there in the condition that he was in. He could barely move his right arm. And I place no blame on a doctor, on World Wrestling Entertainment, or even on Cody himself, right? hmm they're all maniacs. This is the behavior of crazy people, okay? Yeah. Um, but Cody is claiming that he's gonna be back for money in the bank. Everyone else is saying that Cody's gonna be out for six months. So with Cody being out at least for the foreseeable future, they don't have like a top tippy top baby face for the house shows. So that's why they turned edge.
1: WWE does house shows still?
0: Uh, pr- uh, live events. They do live events, TV, and premium live events.
1: Okay, I, I honestly that wasn't me being sarcastic. I just didn't know they were. Yeah, going back they, to live they events. just
0: rehired Double J back to be in charge of live events.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Come on! I didn't know that. When are we go into the CYC for the next house show,
0: well, we're World Wrestling Entertainment's banned from the CYC because Mick Foley cut a promo saying that he didn't want to suck it.
1: <laughs> I thought it was ECW that got them banned from or got no, so banned. that's
0: that's the crazy thing is that e, so ECW ran there in '97, the last WWF show that was there was August of '99, no '98, August of '98. It was like the week before SummerSlam. Uh, with Austin and Taker as the main event and that was the last show. That's what got them kicked out.
1: Okay. I, I did not attend that show.
0: Yeah, I was I was at that one. I was there. <laughs> we actually uh we actually were at the King of Prussia Mall earlier in the day uh for a meet and greet with a young up and coming world wrestling entertainment superstar, The Rock. Oh. So we drove to King of Prussia, did the rock meet and greet photo op, and then drove back to the CYC uh for the show. Where is this
1: Mark photo with you in The Rock? So I don't know where mine is,
0: um, but I have, like, my brother's somewhere around here.
1: Okay. Somewhere there's a picture of me, like, a very young Zuba's pants wearing Adam uh, with the British Bulldog, and it's been my mission to find that picture. I've been digging through boxes of photos. I can't find it.
0: (laughs) I think any Mark pictures I have of anyone from those days, I've posted online.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so Sorry. I guess,
0: uh, you know, w- w- I mentioned a little bit, um, you know, Cody's nuts. Um, you know, who whether he's out for a month or whether he's out for six months, um, you know, it sucks, man. Uh, it sucks to see any of these guys injured. Um, you know, obviously, Cody really wants it. He's pushing himself real hard to get this. But, y- you know, you mentioned before, it's like a lot of the big name guys in wrestling are just hurt right now. And it's putting a kibosh on a lot of people's plans, whether it's the Indies with Broski, whether it be WWE with Cody and Roman Reigns, and uh, AEW with uh, Punk and Scorpio Sky. You didn't even mention that. Scorpio Sky is like a torn groin, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch his match with uh, Frankie from Rampage last week, you could see him limping and, like, all whatever. And then he put out on social media, like, literally within seconds of the match, he felt something tear, but he's like, it's in my hometown. It's live. I'm going to finish the match. Um, on him. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel bad that like these guys are getting hurt for pushing themselves, but obviously they're pushing themselves uh, to try and get better and to make wrestling better. But I don't know, like at what cost I say, you know, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I can't wait until we have a very easy-to-follow battle royal to crown the interim TNT champion.
0: Uh, I could see them holding it off until Scorpio Sky is okay enough mm. um, to take, like, getting squashed by uh, Wardlow just to get the belt on Wardlow.
1: Yeah, or, I mean, they are, despite what the feud with Sammy and Tay Conti would have you believe, they are supposed to be the heels. So just have Ethan Page defend it, you know?
0: Yeah, that. well, Ethan Page, that's why they held off his figure at the last announcements, because they knew they were going to be doing the All-Atlantic title. And they have to have the Ethan Page figure with the All-Atlantic title ready to go.
1: Mm, okay, that does make sense. Yep. All right. But that's it for me, Joe.
0: Yeah, that's it for me as well. Uh, so, hey, first time in a long time that we're assigning homework. Oh, That's we're not on summer something...
1: vacation. What? <laughs> we're on summer vacation. You don't assign homework during summer vacation. Yes, we... Yeah, I do. Oh, it's like a book it type deal. I got to get the free pizzas, get my card right. punched.
0: <laughs> right. If you can find a still operating Pizza Hut, <laughs> let them know that you watch Chikara's February 2013 event while the dawn is breaking from Easton, Pennsylvania. And they'll give you a sticker, and after you've completed six homework assignments, you get a free personal
1: pan pizza. <laughs> I love it. I love this opportunity. Uh, right. uh, oh, there's that word. Yeah. What am I watching, Joe? What, All what's All right. On so, the card? Uh,
0: so this event is on independentwrestling.tv, a.k.a. Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Um, and it's going to be another one where we don't have to watch the full show, but I do have an event center for you to watch with some promos, right? All right. Um you could skip Mr. Touchdown versus Saturine. You could skip Jakob Hammermeyer versus Granikuma.
1: You're Can I gonna watch, watch Archib- what? Can I watch Jakob's intro
0: though? You you could watch whatever you want. I'm just <laughs> letting you know what we'll be discussing on the show. All right.
1: I'll watch his, in- his entrance. That's all I care about.
0: <laughs> uh you're going to watch Archibald Peck versus Tim Donst. Sure am. You're going to watch The Fist versus The Colony. All right. You're gonna skip Kobold versus Dasher Hatfield.
1: <gasps> all right,
0: all right. I'm just telling you. You're gonna you're gonna watch Jigsaw and the Gekito versus Team Frightening, which is Hollow Wicked, Frightmare, and probably Mantis. Okay. Um, you're gonna watch Eddie Kingston versus Kevin Steen.
1: Oh, I guess.
0: <laughs> and you're gonna watch the Young Bucks versus Two
1: Ah, <sighs> twist my arm. All right.
0: So, heavy uh, you know, and I, I, again, there's the event center with some promos and stuff to kind of set stuff up for the show. Uh, but again, we're uh, four months behind on this, but we're right back into things. We're on the Foley's Pod recording schedule. <laughs>
1: um, in relation to the last Chikara show we watched, is this the next one? Did we? This is the next, like yeah. So the show that we watched was
0: the Saturday show, and this is the Sunday show.
1: Oh, okay, picking right up where we. Yeah, it's
0: literally the next day.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, this, you know what it was? I, I'm now I'm remembering it because uh, the director of fun changed the, the 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 Kingston versus Steen was supposed to be non-title and he changed it to a title match because of that vicious bump he took. Right. Correct. All right. Yeah. It's all coming to me again.
0: All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Is a, it's a fun show.
1: Yeah. All right, Joe, we have any voicemails. We
0: do have voicemails. Let's get right into it. Hello, Adolfs of Wrestling. It is I, the strongest man in all
3: the land, the home of Arthur's voicemails here at (laughs) Adolfs of Wrestling. Anyways, I don't want to give this person any sort of attention or any traffic, so I'm not going to say this person's name, and I'm going to respectfully ask that you do the same. But this one person had said a lot of really dumb things, and I just laughed it off because I know who the real person is. it's hilarious to me. But there was one comment in particular I wanted to address. And this is more of a general thing, too, for everyone. Um, There's a comment about, you know, being soft because you block someone and can't handle criticism. And this is just for everyone because, obviously, lots of wrestlers block fans. And there's a reason for that. It's not because we're soft. We can't handle criticism. Of course we can handle criticism. What do you think they do at wrestling school? What do you think Dom Gurney does to me every day of my life? Criticism. Constructive. Whether it's harsh, fair, nice, whatever. It's how we get better. But what your fans are doing isn't criticism. No, it's insult. Insulting. Do you think I want to go on the Twitter application? and see, oh, Arthur oh, sucks, oh, I hate him, I hope he dies, or any other wrestler, nobody wants to see that. And honestly, you thrive. You thrive on the thrill of trying to, trying to get under some wrestler's skin. So when we block you, we take that away from you. It's a win for us, a lose for you. That's really all I've got. And I hope... Every wrestler out there listening to this agrees with me, and you fans that are listening to this can also understand. But look, like I said, the comments I saw don't bother me. It's just a fun, fun time. Anyways, that's all I have for this week. You guys have a blessed one.
1: Well, as someone that is blocked by Chris Jericho, just unjustly, might I add, uh, I I can see where Artie's coming from, but I don't know. Like uh, nobody ever criticizes me, Joe, so I've never had to block anybody. (laughs) So, uh, as someone who is blocked by both Young Bucks,
0: I can't understand where (laughs) Artie is coming from in regards to this. Uh, I will say this: uh, I love Artie. I'm going to respect his wishes. Uh, in regards to not naming this person, I'm well aware of who it is as well, and I actually took a bit of offense because this person was, uh, and I and listen, I get when you come out and you say it's like, oh, so and so, uh, their sharpshooter didn't look so tight, you know, or like, mm-hmm. ah, so and so needs to tighten up on their their uh, uh their strikes, you know, that sort of thing, or yeah. you know, somebody needs to hit the ropes a little bit better. When you make r- remarks like that you're observing things, you're not being a dick, and maybe sometimes somebody will take that as an offense and whatever, but this person was just like, Artie's a bad person. Like, he wasn't, like, critiquing his ability, uh, his in-ring ability, his appearance, any of these things. He was just like, I think Artie's a dickhead, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I know who this person is, but I'm gonna play along, right? And I'm gonna be like, I like Artie, what's your problem with Artie? So he had no real good responses, but then he was just like randomly like tagging like Enzo Amore and Keith Lee in the responses. <laughs> so I'm okay. trying to engage with this person to develop um, like an actual dialogue to try to figure out what's going on. Right. Sure. And this person was just being very evasive and very whatever. And I will tell Artie this obviously blocking works Typically, I save my blocks for the homophobic, racist, sexist people. I save my mutes for people like this. Now, I've had people come at me and say they don't like the way that I do commentary. And I will attempt to engage you. I will attempt to discuss this with you and see where I've made issues or what I've done to try to make myself better. But I've also had people that just come out and say, like, I think uh, Chikarason is an F slur, right? Mm. so i'm not even going to engage with you you're just going to be immediately blocked and muted mute first then block that's kind of the the double whammy yeah um to really keep them off your feed but uh yeah just you know that's really what you got to do and uh does uh i i again i i i love Artie. i love dom i love john thorne uh, these are people that I consider my friends, and I do think that they might be a little bit too hard on Artie, but I don't know. Maybe Artie's <laughs> doing something bad that I don't know about.
1: Yeah, and also in defense of Arthur, um, I do have to apologize. Like, every once in a while, Artie lets me just sub in for him, especially— Right. When- Uh, in AIW and I've been taking a lot of pins lately and uh, I I do apologize like when you watch AIW shows and when you know they get the big wins and when bulking season is contending for the the tag titles that's Artie. but sometimes on these like non-AIW shows just for kicks he lets me go in there and I haven't been like pulling my weight so I do apologize if you're criticizing Arthur uh, that might be on me my bad so
0: I was gonna ask uh, you, Adam, have you seen the movie um, *Malignant*? I have not. Okay, I was gonna make a joke in that regard, but since you haven't seen the movie, I'm not gonna make the joke. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Next call.
1: Thanks, Artie. That was a sepia button. Getting out of. Thank the you. Next call.
2: Hey guys, it's Lena Missouri. I'm calling in with my weekly smackdown time. <laughs> it's not looking good. Uh, <laughs> what 24 minutes and eight seconds? Um, of course, one minute of that was the great Max Dupree. And then most of the rest of that was the Moss Corbin segment. Um, I'm back on the bandwagon. I'm thinking Moss is going to be something. I don't know why yet, but I, I think he's got something that they're going to figure out. Um, I did actually go back to the beginning of the show and fast forward at my usual fast forward rate. And that took me about seven minutes from start to finish. So, really, I'm only getting about 15 minutes of viewing time. So, I'm thinking about not even watching it from
3: now on. Talk to you later. Bye. I'll
1: get mine out of the way right off the bat. It was the go-home show before a pay-per-view that I wasn't going to watch. So, I just deleted it. Didn't even hit play.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, again, of course, I did watch the Max pre segment, which was two minutes. And I watched the two uh, Madcap Moss segments as well. That was another six minutes. So I had eight minutes of SmackDown time. And listen, I cannot stress this enough. Um, In one of my several calls to Pod Van Dam for next week, (laughs) there is a YouTube channel that's called World WWE American Nation. Okay, Mm -hmm. this channel came into my whatever. When they posted the full dark segment from one of the, like, actual cameras of the L.A. Night before he was renamed Max Dupree, male, maximum male model segment. Where he brings out Mace, and then him and Ray Rowe, whatever his name, of the Viking Raiders have a really lame, soft, a uh, lot of daylight connecting match, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, I discovered the YouTube channel from there, but they just post, like, full like, clear, high-quality, like, full segments of all the WWE TV. So I think it's, like, some sort of, like, weird WWE stealth channel that we weren't supposed to figure out. But, Mm. like, usually if you're posting, like, high-quality, full matches, you're going to get popped and you're going to get taken down, and this doesn't. So, like, they just have, like, full segments of Raw and SmackDown and NXT and Level Up. And all that other shit just up on their channel like literally as soon as the show is over. So if you miss the show and you don't want to just the, watch the clips or like the two-minute version that they put up on YouTube or on uh, on social media, WWE American Nation. Go sub- subscribe to that YouTube channel.
1: All right. another Just another place where I could not watch SmackDown.
0: All right. Those Max Dupree segments, though. I'm just telling
1: you. <laughs> You're saying
0: it wrong. Oh, Max Dupree. There we go. He's going to debut his first Maximum Male model this week on SmackDown. (laughs) You're going to want to watch.
1: All right. I'll tune in. All
0: right. Next call. Hello, gentlemen.
4: Kevin here. Um, So, really, I think there's only, like, one big thing to talk about from wrestling this week. Um, You guys may have already talked about it. And, you know, apologies if I'm just rehashing stuff. But I I was watching live. (laughs) I was watching live, maybe you guys were as well. And I was just like, oh oh my God. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. I I was just like in awe. You could hear the arena gasp, just staring at the chest. And just like, I, I think we all came out of it with, a new level of respect, really. And of course, I'm talking about um, Maurice's outfit on Monday Night Raw this week. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, I, I knew you know Maurice is beautiful and everything, great, but she was just, you know, she she's pretty, but she didn't go to that you know upper echelon of favorites or or anything. But this, whatever she was wearing, whoever made that, whoever designed that, like. Holy crap. I I was even telling people, I'm like, boobs are back. (laughs) I don't know where they went, you know, late 80s, early 90s there, Baywatch and all, but like, boobs are back. Um, But my overall point here, other than being the sleeves, is has there, can either of you think of a time where someone's appearance change alone? Change your thoughts of them as a wrestler, like One of the examples I can give is when Christian had his uh, dramatic makeover, he cut his hair, he had a little more of a beard, changed his clothing and all, like, and, and he comes out and everyone, I remember watching it with a group of friends were all like, Christian looks cool right now. Like, he doesn't look like a doof. He looks super cool. And that was the start of like his first singles push there. Um. So I'm not talking like a full-on gimmick change, like, you know, uh, mean Mark, to Undertaker, but just like, Someone just gets a haircut, shots at a different store, you know, changes up a little bit of something like that, and all of a sudden you're like, they're super cool looking, or super hot, or whatever, and everything else about their gimmick has stayed the same, but they just look amazing now. All right, so that's my thought for this week. Um, Really debating, do I want to drive out to see you guys live? Actually, you probably you guys probably don't want me to do that. All right, I'll save the gas money and
1: I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> um, thanks for the call, Kevin. Um, I'll go first just because I feel like I've said this recently on the pod, and that is that in in both directions is that like Josh Bishop cut his hair and I was like, oh, you don't do that. And uh, on the flip side, Wes Barkley cut his hair and I feel like it looks cooler. So like I feel like Barkley improved by having short hair, but Bishop is diminished by having short hair, if that makes sense. So I'm
0: trying to think of someone who had like a drastic like look change or a hmm. change in their physicality that like wasn't a gimmick change, you know?
1: Yeah, because originally I was gonna be like, oh, I loved like the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Sure. But then when he cut his hair and was like the the biker, I was like, I don't like this. And right. it wasn't because I didn't like bikers, I just didn't like the losing the beard and the, the long hair, you know? Okay, so this and this is one that I've brought up before. I'm gonna go
0: with one that changed it for the positive and then one that changed it for the negative. Uh, okay. Growing up, I was never a Hulk Hogan guy. I never got Hulk Hogan. Um, and then 2002, after WCW goes under, he, Nash, and Hall coming to WWF as the NWO. He has the match with The Rock at WrestleMania. They turn him babyface. And then he comes back out as the red and yellow Hulkster with the red and yellow boas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was 100% into it.
1: Okay, I was gonna, I, I didn't, I think you were Ah, let me say this again uh, I thought you were gonna go in the direction of him Going from uh, not having a beard To having a black beard I was gonna be like, yeah, that is a cool change But go ahead, no. that makes sense
0: um, So I'll also say um, So a negative one Would be late, latter day WCW When Rey Mysterio wrestled for a long time Unmasked And he wore like the little devil horns and he wrestled in like, uh, like overalls and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could like, say any of the unmasked luchadors is a is a bad point. You know?
0: No, no, Huventud is a beautiful man.
1: <laughs> the hoose.
0: And, uh psychosis also beautiful. And on the indies, of course, you know whether it be Weber Hatfield or Avery Good or all these people, uh, except for Jigsaw, when they lose their <laughs> mask, it's like, oh, look how beautiful they are. <laughs>
1: All right, I withdraw my argument then.
0: What <laughs> hip hop devil horns wrestling in overalls? Ray Mysterio, Stereo, even though he was more or less doing all the same stuff he did as Ray Mysterio, the look just killed his presentation. Yeah, and how do he keep the horns on, Joe? Uh, it was like a little strappy thing around the back of his head. Oh, all right. And I thought were, like, wasn't so. On. And so this one wasn't as much as a gimmick change. Um, it was just more of a a, a look change and obviously 100% bias uh, would be like as Raven went from ECW to uh, uh WCW back to ECW and then to WWF where he like changed his look and like got the shorter haircut and started wearing like the the, the like the the weird like body paint and the Utila kilt and stuff like that he was still Raven. You know, and then when he had like the white man, like uh, blonde dreads, um, you know, all of those were awesome looks, uh, classic looks <laughs> that every wrestler should aspire to. Look like,
1: I think as soon as Reven we stopped wearing like cut off Sandman and Daredevil T shirts and started like going shirtless, uh, he lost. He lost me then. I apologize for saying.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's the boss. He always looked good, you know. Yeah, Scotty, <laughs> come on.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Next
0: Last call, pink button time.
2: Ooh. Hey, Joe and Adam, it's Ed. Um, so I'm sure as you heard by now, because it's most assuredly posted, <laughs> Podbean Jam from this week, I talked about <laughs> Colossal time and Jonah, not so much. I'll I'll say he's half half of this, but Everybody, like, no-sold me on shit. I just, like, a cat girl makes no-sold <laughs> me. And I didn't do that for me. I did that for a bit for the show. I didn't do that because it made me feel very pretty like a pretty cat girl. I did that so we'd have something to talk about in the show. And that's solely why. And then no one did. It didn't even care. Uh, I told them about how I got – it took hours to get ready for the rave. And then uh, I missed it because the DJ just only did a one-hour set. So it was only there for, like, 15 minutes. Nothing from them. Nothing. The only thing that anybody cared about is that there was a man that was there at the, uh at Kalahari that was not with the conventions getting very bad and calling everybody pedophiles. They that's that's the only thing that piqued their interest. Um and I I, I like I got salty about it, and now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, I think the problem is that uh I'm too fucking weird, right? So none of this even I'd be like as Adam was like, uh, how's your weekend, Joe? And you were like, oh, I bought some comic books. That's how hearing that I dress like a cat girl is to them. It's just a thing. <laughs> like, of course I did. Um, so my question is, like, how, how do I open the show next week like a more normal person so I can try to, like, level things out? So then in September at Colossus on East, when I once again dress like a cat girl for a bit for the show, not to feel super pretty and awesome, um, <laughs> they'll react to it. Uh, Yeah, I got I got nothing for them, man. I don't know. I was pissed about the rave, though. That did fucking suck. Like, that took forever to get ready, and I missed it because I was like, oh, I can get some drinks before, so I went to the bar for about a half hour, and I walk in this fucking thing, and then I'm in there like 15 minutes, and this DJ's like, "All right, see you guys next year, everybody!" And everybody claps like that's, that's supposed to happen. Except me and this furry next to me—we're <laughs> not happy. Me and her—we're not happy. buddy. <sighs> <Okay, bye. sighs> Ugh.
1: All right. For many things, I'm gonna jump in here first, um, because Pat, Jonah, and Jobber aren't gonna hear this. So right. I say, I say, fuck them, Ed. Just you be you, and don't change yourself. For uh to, to to make yourself more swallowable to them. I loved your recount of your trip to Colossal Con. I liked the fact that he totally uh no-sold being talked to by a furry, and it turned out it was like a really hot chick, and he was real big sad about it. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I like the entire story, and I think that he earned the right to be a pretty, pretty pr- uh kitty. So
0: so I guess here's my thought on this. I agree. Uh, at the very least here with Adam in regards to, you know, Ed, you just keep being Ed, you know, yeah. stop trying to like fit into whatever box that doesn't make sense that the other boys are trying to put you in. Now, that being said, I know that Ed had multiple uh, cosplays that he did at Colossal Con this year, and <laughs> I recall seeing a picture of him in his Hayabusa outfit, but I don't <laughs> recall him posting pictures of himself as the cat girl. I yeah. think what he needs to do is he needs to one post more pictures of the cat girl of himself as the cat girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um so that there's like context for it, you know? Sure. Like I'm looking here and I see like maybe there's one picture uh right. So Ed's like I'm looking at this here and it just ed with his like ears and it just says this is all you get you perverts, right? So I think you need to turn it up more and put more pictures of it online in regards to you as uh, the cat girl, or you need to go more elaborate with your cat girl costume so that they have no choice but to question you about it.
1: Yeah. And I will say, like, I would rather listen to a podcast where Ed details his, like, trip to a furry convention over, let's say, let me just, like, randomly pick a sport. Like, let's say NASCAR. Let's say, like, there was, like, a host, hypothetically, that talked about NASCAR a lot. Like, I'd much rather listen to Ed talk about uh, going to Kalahari uh, than, like, NASCAR talk. So uh, keep being you, Ed. Yeah, and, like, all you guys just keep being you. No one's going to pay you
0: $5,000 to stop doing the show. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's all. Um, yeah. I don't know, Ed. You gotta, you just got to be you, man. That's it.
1: Yeah. And, and I heard him saying that he might not go to the AIW show next Friday. I think he should definitely go. Uh, I think he should go, and I think he's a coward. P- Pup Van Dam can watch himself for a couple hours.
0: Hmm. I would say that but isn't Pup Van Dam down a leg?
1: Yeah, still got three good ones. All right. Put a water and some food out there, you know, it's no big deal. Yeah. Thanks, Ed.
0: Thanks, Ed, and thanks to everyone else who called, of course. Um, so what else do we That's it. Uh, hey, plugs and stuff that I would do. Yeah. Um hey go check out our T public store it's hosted through the mothership uh tinyurl.com/longboxheroes all those at odd designs over in the T public store are up to 40% off this weekend and you can get those designs and a bunch of other stuff as well.
1: And Joe um, just real quick, I am working on a new at odds logo coming ooh. soon. I feel like the old ones have been just done to death so I was getting sick of photoshopping them onto people and uh Something that's in the works, so maybe coming soon to a new T Public shirt.
0: Yo, that's that's on you. No one's looking for you to do that. No, I thank know. you. Yeah. Um. So also InternetWrestling.tv TV, aka Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Use the code at odds if you're a new subscriber. Um, if you continue your subscription and no reason why you wouldn't, there's tons of live streams, a huge archive. Uh, we get a little bit of kickback from what your monthly subscription to them is. Uh, you could also help us out by making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon affiliate link. It's in the show notes to every single one of these episodes does not cost you anything extra. They Amazon call it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Adam happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the fucking money. Yeah. Uh, notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include uh, Somebody purchased the rock version of the movie Black Adam Funko Pop
1: I guess oh. it glows or something Glow in the dark, probably
0: Sure, sure
1: Alright, nice
0: Thank you very much for purchasing that I guess it's an Amazon exclusive uh, A lot of people were hyped up seeing the Black Adam trailer that came out this week
1: yeah, I didn't see the trailer, but I'll probably, I'll I'll definitely see the movie. Maybe not in theaters, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. Is that it for the Amazon stuff? That's it. Ah, oh, some people need to make sure that when they're buying stuff from the Amazon link and on their phone, sometimes maybe it doesn't track, make sure they buy stuff from the desktop. That's my lesson right. learned this week. I um, guess. Yeah. All right, well... Other people who should learn their lesson are these podcasts, Joe, and those podcasts include <clears throat> Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Hit My Music, Final Wrestling Place, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, WWE War, Wrestling Cheers, IWTV Guide, Pod Van Dam, Hellions Talks, which I'm probably going to bump because they need to put out a podcast, Wings on Wings, Between the sheets and kind of uh, a new plug, I'm gonna throw this in there. I've been listening to a lot of lately. uh, If you catch my grifts, I've been catching up on some old episodes that I missed, so I wanna make sure that I give them a shout out. Uh, But shows I will not give a shout out to, Joe, is the A Show. Uh, They're in the middle of their tournament of champions, I guess. And did you hear this? They're retiring the tournament of champions concept, the concept that I invented by the way, and won twice. Uh, But this is going to be the last time they do a tournament. And when they come back next year to, I'm sure lots of fanfare, huh? Uh, They won't be doing a a tournament thing. They're just going to do a a, a series of exhibitions. But once again, another reason to drop the a show from our plugs. That's it. I'm glad you
0: handle the podcast plugs. (laughs)
1: i don't know what you're talking about all
0: right all right uh, so now uh, i guess it's time for adam's favorite part of the show yep money,
3: money, 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 money.
1: some might cost a little some might cost a lot but i'm the hundred dollar your figures will be bought. <laughs> money, 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 money,
4: money.
1: All right, Joe, how are we going to handle this? Are we going to go purchase for purchase? You know, <laughs> I do one, you do one back and forth. Or uh,
0: I got nothing this week other than a follow up from that guy that I bought the uh, micro brawler fig defenders from. Okay. He messaged me on Tuesday and said, Oh, I forgot to send them out. Uh give me your address again. And okay. And that was it.
1: Did you get tracking from him?
0: No, he hasn't contacted me with anything yet. Um again, it's only sixteen bucks. Uh it is what it is. If I lost sixteen bucks on this and it gets to like, I don't know, like two months mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten them, I might make my first post in the group in a long time.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of buying things from the group, this is just a follow-up for me. Uh if you I'm sure you saw cuz you were kind enough to retweet it, but as a follow-up to last week, I did get my Brody Lee Chase that I I bought friends and family in the group. The guy shipped it right away, shipped it nice and safely and it's it's in my hands in a Fig Defender in in the uh in my toy room. I'm waiting to do a Detolf expansion before I put it in a Detolf. But I got it.
0: No updates on any Detolfs out in the wild?
1: Uh, You know what? Uh, Brett and I were talking on Weekly Purchases about making a trip to Ikea, and maybe I'm going to coordinate with him about, you know, doing a run, because he wants to get some as well. But I haven't looked into it, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Uh, But things I have looked into, Joe, I know this is going to be a surprise, but I have a lot of purchases this week. Um. (laughs) Okay. Just yesterday, um, I tweeted out and you you said you were going to give me a heads up, um, but there was a bunch of uh, Mattel, I don't know, Hasbro, whoever does G.I. Joe and Transformers. Hasbro, uh, Hasbro, a bunch of Hasbro reveals, uh, nothing that I was interested in for G.I. Joe, but there were Super 7 Ultimates announced, and you know my rules, Joe, I have to buy the Soundwave. Uh so I did a pre-order of the Super 7 Soundwave and I also did a pre-order of the Fallen Fallen Leader Optimus Prime which is a good way of saying dead Optimus. Uh so I placed an order on Entertainment Earth for both of those and uh, uh I had passed on the first assortment of Super 7s of Transformers because it was like Optimus and Grim or no yeah regular Optimus and Megatron and Grimlock, and a random Insecticon. And I was like, I don't need any of those. But these two were just like, I need them. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, those are definitely two good ones. Um, Now, I'll say, so there was a couple things I was kicking the tires on this week. Okay. And I'll just throw this here, since it's related. Um, With the Hasbro stuff, they put out the next line of the Marvel Legend classics. Yep. And I forget who's in, like, who the group is, but there's a Firestar in there, right? Yeah, I saw that. And somebody's like, oh, you're going to get the Firestar? And I'm like, do I need the Firestar? No. I go, but do they have an Iceman? And they do. Uh, There was an Iceman from a previous set. And I can convince myself to get the Firestar and the Iceman and, like, include them as, like, Spider-Man and his amazing friends sort of thing.
1: Sure. That makes sense.
0: Um, but again, I'm kicking the tires on it. I haven't made the decision. None of the Marvel Legends ones really are super like rare or expensive. So I feel as though like I looked up the prices on the 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 Iceman, and the Iceman's like ten to thirteen bucks at the most, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. They they mass produce most of those. They yeah. There's no exclusives or you know limited numbers.
0: Right, right. So I don't definitely need them. Um, you know, I want to stick with and oh, because there was a there was a, what people because uh, there's an original suit Spidey, like how he looked in Amazing Fantasy 15, right?
1: Yeah, I tweeted at you or DM'd you on that one. Oh you were, yeah, you oh, dm
0: me. Todd tweeted me and this <laughs> like a bunch of other people are like, oh, you're gonna get this one? I'm like, no, because I'm gonna just have one regular suit Spidey, and that's all I need. You know, I don't need every Spidey ever.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also pre-ordered this week, the pre-orders went up very briefly on Amazon for the Fan Takeover Ultimate Edition HBK, which is another Amazon exclusive. Sure. Um, So I am sure I will get that uh, a year or so from now. Uh, I'm still waiting on my Hulk Hogan one, the Amazon exclusive that I pre-ordered six months ago that most people have had for five months. But I pre-ordered two of those. Number one, so I can cherry pick which one is in the better condition. And since the pre-orders closed and are, they are now hard to get, the other one is going to be uh, a coupon in the the major group or something like that. Mm. Um, other thing I pre-ordered on Amazon. Speaking of Funko Pops, but there was an Amazon exclusive new Finn Balor pop. Uh, and this is just like his other pops, only he's wearing a leather jacket in this one. And uh, I'll have to see about the size of the dong on the pop. Not sure about that. It was hard okay. to make out in the picture. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the other Amazon purchase I made this week. Now I'm not sure where this came in because I saw the new pops that they put out and there's a new dusty. Yeah. It's a, that's a basic, like a, a available anywhere. You'll be able to walk into a Walmart or whatever, maybe okay. on the green, will have it.
0: So I'll say, if I see that Dusty out and
1: about, I will absolutely grab it. Okay. But I don't need it. Fair enough. Yeah, I because, mean, I think you will see it at Walmart, because it'll be like a $9 pop. It'll be a Yeah,
0: cup. because, it, like, does it depict polka dot Dusty? Yes. Is it accurate? Yes. Is it the polka dots that he, is it the polka dot scheme that he wore all the time, or primarily? No because he primarily wore black with the yellow polka dots, this top is yellow with black polka dots, which he did wear, but it wasn't the primary outfit. Yeah. If he had it, if they had it with maybe like the headband that he wore, like if he was wearing the headband, or if he had the boss man's hat and nightstick with it, I could maybe make the things like, okay, this is very specifically this very specific moment in Dusty's polka dot run. But because <laughs> there's not those additional accessories, I don't need it.
1: Yeah. All right. But you, if you see it, you'll buy it.
0: If I see it out and about, I'll absolutely grab it. But it's yeah. not like I need to pre-order this to make sure that I have it.
1: No, no. Like it's not necessary. All the, the common WWE ones are just, they're diamond dust and they're everywhere.
0: Right. Well, and he is a common man, you know, working hard <laughs> with his hands. So I, I completely yeah.
1: understand. I set you up for that. <clears throat> All right. As I... uh I don't know if I mentioned this before, but, like, I'm kind of out of podcasts in my queue uh, just because I'm not working. I'm on the Summer of Adam, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts around uh, around the house. So when I'm, like, working out now, I've been watching a lot of – I have, like, five months of major, po- major pod vlogs to catch up on. Uh, oh, boy. I'm sorry for all the spoilers, then. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, But, like, one of them I was watching, and I think that they uploaded this maybe, like, two months ago – broski was at a toy store which was called pandora's box i don't know if you're familiar with them sure but he was going on and on and on about how great this toy store was and like the camera panned by like this wall that had a list of all the people that were doing signings at the store and i said to myself i was like man why aren't like toy stores like this around here you know we have that obviously that new one uh that just opened in our area that i might have heat with already but uh (laughs) oh boy let's talk about that off air (laughs) yeah um but like i'm like why aren't toy stores like this pandora's box why aren't they ever around here and just on a whim i googled it and they're only like an hour and 10 minutes from here so i was like well that's nothing you know like i do more of a loop just going to like Clark summit and Wilkes-Barre and Pittston and all that stuff. I was like, it's nothing to do like an hour one way and an hour back. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Pandora's box tomorrow. I Googled the, the address. It was like, no problem. I'm waking up first thing in the morning. I'm going to be there when they open at 11. So I drive to New Jersey, Joe, which was my first mistake. And I get there. It's like maybe five minutes to 11 sitting there ripping a heater, waiting for them to open. They don't open, Joe. So I walk up to the door and I look at the hours. Closed on Tuesdays. And it's the <laughs> only day that they're closed. So I'm like, those sons of bitches. Why didn't they say this on the internet? So I look up their website. Yeah, it says it on the internet. It says it on Google Maps. It says it on Facebook. This is all my mistake. So I drove home just all pissed off and motherfucker myself for not checking uh, you know, any of the internet stuff. And I think to myself, well, you're not going to go again tomorrow. You just wasted a ton of gas going. Uh, You're not going to make this trip again in two days, like twice in two days. So the next day, Joe, I drove back to New Jersey. (laughs) And I went to Pandora's box and I looked around and it's a pretty sweet store. Um, I'd say maybe twice the size of our local toy store. I don't know if you've been there yet, but anybody who's listening that has uh, would know what I'm talking about. Lots of like older stuff, a lot of Lucy's, a lot of like video game consoles, like old consoles and old uh, games and stuff like that if you're into that. Um, so I walked around, I obviously went right to the wrestling section and not nearly as big of a wrestling section as like, obviously if you went to like wrestling universe, a store that specializes in it, but way more wrestling figures than I've seen since I've been to New York, if that makes sense. Um, so I immediately saw something that I'm going to text you in a second, but it's something that I had seen on the internet before and I kind of wanted it, but they're hard to find in good condition. And this one was super, super mint. And I just sent it to you. And it is a WWE two pack of Dean Ambrose and Brian Pillman.
0: Oh, okay. I remember that one.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, I see these every once in a while in the major group. And they're always kind of like beat the heck. Cause it's hard to keep a basic with the cardboard backer in nice shape. But sure. this one was like pristine, um, like right out of a pack, like a case. And it was like reasonably priced too. It was like 30 bucks. So it's not bad. You know, I think these things were like 20 brand new. So, um, I'll pay that all day. So I was happy to grab that. Um, and I started walking around and there's some other stuff that I was like, Ooh, I want that. I want that. I want that. But I'm like, all right, I got to save my money. You know, we're going to Ohio in a month. You know, I, I'm currently unemployed, even though I'm you know grifting the system. But other than that, I was like, I can't go spending money on on stupid things. But then I see something in a display case, Joe. And as you being a uh, somebody in the major pod Facebook group and somebody that listens to the podcast, do you know what else is uh, special or synonymous with Pandora's box? I do not. Uh, they were the exclusive retailer slash provider of the Danhausen Major Bendy variant.
0: Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay.
1: Which was the one in 275 uh, kind of like black and white or dark skin. Yeah. Yeah. Danhausen. It Has
0: like the like it's not flesh colored.
1: It's like gray or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. So there was one of them sitting in the case, and I asked him about it, and I don't know if he was kayfaving me, but he said it was the last one uh, because I was under the impression from seeing in the group that they were sold out of them because they're currently selling for like 300 bucks on eBay. I remember
0: so, you might have mentioned a week or two ago, I guess, um, where you were like, ah, I might get it, and then you saw how much it was, and you're like, nope, I'm not getting it.
1: Yeah, uh, because like after shipping and everything like that, it uh, it would have been over a hundred bucks. Um, But then, like I said, I, I was under the impression that they dried up because they are selling for a lot, like 300 bucks on eBay. Uh, And I asked how much it was. It wasn't like it was still at retail and I didn't have to worry about shipping. Uh, And I was being carnied and told it was the last one or, you know, might have been the last one, whatever. And so I bought it. And I don't know if I want to keep it or if I want to just sit on it for a little bit, like I'm doing with my spare major moments. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I saw what they're going for. And I was like, if I can triple or quadruple my money on this, I'm I'm in for it, you know?
0: Uh, so if you don't want to be asking, retails on that, 30 50
1: mm, More expensive than that. Okay.
0: Um, it's not, it's not
1: Ric Flair signed Bendham pricing, but uh, I said before there was one twenty shipped, uh, for if you ordered it like off, off their website and it wasn't quite that expensive. So I say sit on it. Yeah. It was a hundred bucks, Joe.
0: Okay. I say sit on it. Um, I don't see that going down and like, you're not going to sell that for less than a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. And people um, are keep asking in the group if anybody has one for sale, and surprisingly, nobody's, like, moving it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I figured. I figured it's an investment thing. Uh, I think Danhausen is just starting his rise to popularity on national TV, you know? So anybody who has all those, like, those micro-brawlers and stuff like that, those are all moving, and they're way more than 275 of those, you know? Right. It is the variant—
0: um, you know, I don't know what your, you know, summer of Adam's schedule is, but it's not like Dan Housen doesn't do conventions and signings. Yeah. Um, but I think if you go and you get that signed by Danhausen, you know, whether it be a nice piece for your collection or the signature adds whatever on to whatever you're gonna sell it for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think when I bought it, I wasn't like, "Ooh, I'm a huge Danhausen fan." Even though I do like Danhausen, but I, I definitely bought it as an investment. You know, whether sure. it, flip soon or flip down the road. Right. Uh, Is that just, where you were when you messaged me that they had the Brian uh, Bendy? Yeah, I was looking because they had. Uh, Brian Swaggle and Mark. They were sold out of Broski's because I am on the hunt for uh, a Broski just so I can s- take the packaging. Uh, I've been trying to buy just the packaging so I can take the mail away and put it mint on card. But yeah, they had, uh, Brian's for 30 bucks. And I was like, I, I know you didn't want the full set, but I was like, oh, maybe you want to add just him to your collection. But I failed. Right. But one last thing about Pandora's box, I grabbed because this whole thing started with me watching a vlog of Broski doing a signing there. Um, I grabbed their schedule for upcoming meet and greets, and I, I'm really upset that I missed Jose Canseco on June 5th because uh, <laughs> I did meet Canseco at a Rail Riders game and he he didn't even look up. At me when he was uh, signing my picture So I'm sure if I gave him a second chance He'd be a lot nicer to the person Who looked up to him as a kid Um, But June 25th Wardlow Uh, July 9th Kurt Angle Uh, July 17th I might actually do this Joe uh, Major pod live podcast recording And it's only an hour away So I might do that Uh, What day is that? That is Sunday July 17th From Mm -hmm. 1 to 4 so we'll talk off air about that maybe. I was going to say, we'll talk, pal. And the other thing, the reason why I'll, I'll mention this on the air is this, maybe not for me, you know, uh, all kidding aside, I don't know if I'd spend the money that's necessary to attend this meet and greet, but maybe for some of our listeners on August 7th, Sunday, August 7th, Brett, the Hitman Hart heart will be there. Oh, so Mr. If, Hitman. If, yep. If you're from the Scranton Wilkes-Barre area, that's only about an hour away.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: that might be worth it for some of those super fans. Maybe if you were uh, recently met, uh, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Big sexy. uh, Holy shit. I'm drawing a blank. Kevin (laughs) Kevin Nash. Nash? I was like Kevin Hall, Kevin Hall. Oh my God. Fucking drained. (laughs) All right. Maybe if you had just met Kevin Nash, the next person on your bucket list is Bret Hart. So uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, so, Now that I know this place is there, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to go there weekly or anything, but maybe once a month when I have some money, I'm going to make a trip out there. It's a nice store.
0: Until you have heat with them as well.
1: (laughs) Until I have heat with them as well, as I burn bridges with every toy store that I know about. (laughs) You know, there's someone that I know
0: that I'm friends with who laments that a lot of other people have wronged him and crossed (laughs) him. And they're all assholes for doing this to him. And what is the more likely story that these seven or eight or nine or ten people who have nothing to do with each other other than they're friends with this guy all conspired to do the same exact asshole thing to him? Uh, Or is he the asshole?
1: I think it was a big conspiracy.
0: (laughs) That's what you get for listening to uh pardon my grift so much, or what's yeah? yeah.
1: Do you catch my grift? you <laughs> catch my grift? I
0: was just watching The Simpsons with pardon my zinger. No, it's, if you catch my grift, yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe it's you, Adam.
1: Yeah, might it might be. be. Um, uh, I have one other purchase, Joe.
0: All right, I and again, I thought you said you were you're drained, and I'm like, oh boy, we got one more.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, This is something that has been on my eBay watch list for at least two years. And every once in a while, one of these figures pops up and they are either beat to shit and expensive or in nice shape and super expensive. (laughs) And basically what I'm talking about and what I purchased this week is I'm going to send it over to you is a Jack's WWE Jack's deluxe aggression, 17 Zack Ryder figure. Ooh. Which, okay. Which is his first solo figure. Um, I had talked maybe a couple months ago about buying the three pack of like the treacherous trios edge and the Edgeheads, which was his first figure ever. This is his first solo figure baby
0: groski here look at this
1: yeah and to kind of give you some context on this joe if you were to do a google search on this figure or not a google search an ebay search there's a couple up there right now uh between 125 to 150 dollars plus like 20 dollars shipping and they are in terrible shape and that's whatever that's what i keep seeing popping up that and lucy's in my safe search so i get a notification that this is available and it says $80 free shipping or best offer oh I know what you got to do yeah so like I'm like holy shit $80 is a really really good price for this figure which it is because again in comparison like 120, 150 is what they're average, they are listed for. And they never ever come up for like an auction where you can just let the market decide. So again, it's priced at 80. So I'm like, I got to send a best offer just to kind of start the negotiation. So I send a best offer of 50 bucks, you know, free shipping, 50 bucks. Don't get a response. I'm getting real nervous because I'm looking at the listing listing just went up and now there's like three people watching it. And now there's like five people watching it. And this is over the course of like an hour or two. And I think to myself, there's gotta be other people out there that realize that this is a really good price, even at $80. So I started getting nervous. I was like, should I just click buy it now? 80 bucks. And then I get a notification. Uh, The seller has offered you a counter offer. I'm like, all right. It's gonna be somewhere in the middle of 50 or 80, or, or probably closer to 80. Joe, you want to know what the offer he sent me was? 75, 55 bucks. 55. I I clicked accept on that offer before the sound of my like ringtone going off had dissipated from the air. <laughs> like I was like, yes, please. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, well. It's going to cost 10 bucks to ship it. So really I paid 45 plus shipping. I got to steal. But I mean 55 plus tax shipped. Uh for that figure is just insane. It's insane. I can turn around and sell it for at least double in a second, but I'm not going to because obviously this is something I've wanted for a while and I do want the Hawkins one as well. Uh there is one mint Hawkins being sold out of the UK that I can get with shipping for around 200. Um, but I will wait until, you know, might take another year or two to find the Hawkins. But I was able to check that off the list and I'm very happy. And I feel like I got it for a criminally cheap price.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, and again, even if you're just looking at like that 80 to 90 price that you see out there and in the condition that it is and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. 55 bucks, not a bad deal.
1: Yeah. So that is my last purchase. That's my main event. I was very happy to find that. And uh, that is Detolf worthy. So I need more Detolfs. Yes. But that's all for me, Joe. That was a, just a light week of weekly purchases. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I, So and I, I do wa- remember one last thing. Um, I almost had a purchase this week in the uh, long sleeve LVAC uh, Doink the Clown shirt. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I had money in hand. I was ready to purchase it, but I was told that I got the Good Brother discount on it, so technically not a purchase.
1: Okay. Um, I, I just if we're talking T shirts, I did follow through and I got the very first off the assembly line, serial numbered zero 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 one, Sydney Bacabella shirt at Elvac this weekend. Yes, and I somehow got conned into buying a, a new Dan Champion shirt that's too small for me. <laughs> But I'll have to I'll have to hit the gym and get into that soon. But I bought a shirt off of Big Dan. Uh, even more purchases, I tell you. <laughs> but I had said to myself, if if Dan Champion yells Big Dan at least twenty times over the course of a match, I'd have to buy a shirt and he probably hit thirty. So
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, how many shirts did you buy? Two, three, four? <laughs> We're going by twenties.
1: Yeah. No. But yeah, that's it for me.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's it for the show here as well. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was episode 193 of At Odds with Wrestling. For Adam, this is Joe saying, be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling.